It's time for Tom Girl with JJ Jurgens. A different breed. Hey guys, welcome to Tom Girl, where we talk all things sports, entertainment, fashion, and adventure. Okay, today I'm so excited because I have a good friend in the studio. We have Melanie Minikino. You got I it. I got her name you right. Said it right. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting here staring at you, glaring. Make sure you said it right. That's okay. I don't it's like care. Minichino, Minichino. I got my maraschino, maraschino <laughs> cherry, small khakis. I get sometimes small like khakis. minichinos. Oh, <laughs> I get a lot of. Different ones, but mini Kino, you got it. Right. All right, so awesome. Thank you. I love that. I'm gonna, now I'm going to think of mini Chinos Small khakis? Small oh, it's okay. I have people time. in my life who've called me small khakis my entire life. So. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Well, she is a VO superstar and an actor, all kinds of wonderful things. Oh, so, wow. yeah, super superstar. talented lady. All right, first, I want to start talking about the VO world okay. and your animation career because you have so many jobs that you're doing right now. We have Spider Girl, Watson Blaze, and the Monster Machine, Ava, and Tots. Gina, or is it T O T S? Tots, you Tots, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Gina and Far Cry, New Dawn, video games, all kinds of things. So let's talk about this world. Yeah. Well, gosh, it's a lot. I mean, I feel like the animation has just been roaring up like in the past five or six years, but. Um, I'd say like my first really steady big one was Spider Girl. And I really didn't even know what I was doing when I booked it when I didn't really even know what I was going in for. And I was like, mm, eight months pregnant when I auditioned for it. And, and then I and I got it. And they were like, they told me the, the record date. And it was my due date. Oh, wow. And I was like, um, well, I'm I'm giving birth in session because I am not losing this job. Because <laughs> you know, in voiceover, right? you're like, if you're not there, you're they're giving it to someone else for sure. <laughs> and so um, she was born, and then my first session was a week later, and they let me bring her and uh, breastfeed. Like I left and I breastfed and I came back, and I, they were like, I can't believe you just had a baby a week ago and that you're here. But I was not missing that yeah. session, and so. Yeah, I've got to play a lot of fun roles. Spider Girl was fun because she's Latin. I'm um, my mom's Puerto Rican, my father's Italian, so I was able to bring that into it. And she has an accent, so it opened up kind of that world of experimenting with different Spanish accents coming from different places. And then from there, it really opened up a lot for me, a lot of doors. I didn't even really know know what I was doing when I was there, but it worked out. And how and what a crazy world to be a part of in the whole Spider Man, Spider Girl, yeah. that realm. Do you have have you learned a lot about the franchise and the fans? And- yeah, cause, well, I didn't really. Um, I wasn't a huge Marvel fan. I mean, I of course I admired it, but it was I wasn't like you know reading comic books as a child. But when I got the role, I did a lot of reading. But Spider Girl was never portrayed on camera, really. Besides this time so I had to kind of create it from scratch which was fun for me because I had no one to to listen to or, or copy or anything like that so um but obviously I learned so much when I started just about the whole world and the fan base is just incredible Marvel fans are like they are true mm-hmm. fans and uh and everyone we worked with were so talented spider every, everyone on the cast was just like top-notch so I learned a lot and we record as a group and so that creates a really a, a dynamic that you don't get when you go by yourself and record in a studio by yourself and 
And you're like, what? You don't have anyone to work off yeah. of, which we were really lucky to be able to do that for every single episode. That's awesome. Cause, yeah, because yeah, a lot of shows don't do that. And you are having to create that world all by yourself. Yeah, and- you don't have some anyone to work off of. And so you're able to create a, a rounder character, I think, when you have other people to work off of and who are really talented. How do you go about, since you were saying you had to kind of develop this role, how do you go about developing your characters? I am um, a physical person, so I, when I get into a booth, I, I'll have like a stance, and that will kind of inform my character. So, and then, and then obviously, when you have an accent, I think it helps a lot with um, having an opinion about things. And so, it came pretty naturally and easy to me. And she was kind of a, a badass chick and really smart, so. It it was it wasn't so hard to to connect with that. But when I go into other characters, you know, I'm playing like a, a really small creature. You know, I get really tight and small. Even auditioning in my booth by myself, it's so helpful for me to do that. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of physicality mm-hmm. for me. And I took a workshop with you, which I love listening to in you in the you in the booth because you oh, were able that's to. Right. We yeah, did a workshop we did a together workshop. Uh, forever ago. Yep, yeah, and yeah. you were able to come up with different accents and um, just different characters that you could develop like so quickly like that. Um, has that taken a while to be able to develop that skill? And how can people kind of do that? Well, I did a lot of improv in New York and out here too, and I did a lot of character work. And I played lots of different characters. So I think for me, it was really easy to go into those. I'm like more comfortable as other characters than as myself. Um, And so it came pretty naturally to me. Um, I find that if you find like one thing that the character does or the way they speak or or if you if you can imagine them, it's really helpful um, in 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 developing. Then do you have certain tricks that you use to get back into that character? Like some people have like a catchphrase or, like you said, a position or ways that you can kind of keep your characters separate from each other? Yeah, I think um, like like with Anya, Spider-Girl, like I always like have my hands on my hips for her because she's got attitude. So I think it's really the physicality. um, And then when you do something every week or every other week, you... You just know it's in your it's in your bones, so you can like, kind of go right into it. Mm-hmm. And I also think that in each of my characters, there's a little bit of each other in all of them mm-hmm. because it's me. I mean, it's like it's still me, so you can kind of hear a little bit of everyone in the, in all the characters. Which one of the other ones have been some of your favorite um, roles to play? Um, well, I love Watts on Blaze. She's um, She's a pink truck, and she is really high energy, and it's a kid's show, and so I do really well with the kid's shows. I have a lot of energy. I have a child, too, so it's helpful, and so she's really high energy, really positive, and also she's, like, grittier. She's not, like, a girly girl. She's got this grit to her, so I love playing her, um, and a lot of these these characters that I, now that I'm thinking about it, play are, like, strong females. They're not, like, mm-hmm. the damsel in distress or, like... Uh, the like stupid girl. They're really strong characters, so I, I like to do that. So she was a really fun character. That show is still going on, and um, and Ava uh, in Tots too. She's another. She's also Latin, and she is a really strong little uh, character as well. So there's not much of her yet, I, because they haven't come out. There's only a couple episodes that have come out of her, but. 
I mean, I, I can I like yeah. I like all of it really. I loved when I was looking through doing the research. A lot of them, I described them as like the Tom girl characters. Like you are, yeah, the, yeah, you, yeah. like you said, you have that attitude and that grit and that spunk and that fun, which you know is a lot how you are yeah, in your yeah. real life too. Yeah, I think there's a reason you book certain jobs more than others because it's still you. You're bringing yourself, and so I say that when I talk to actors about acting or voice actors, like it's there. You're booking the job because it's you. Like you're gonna, you're not. In competition with that other person because they're going to book you for you. So you got to be yourself in in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. What are some of the other tips that you've learned through your career, like things like that that you wish, man, you know, because earlier on you try to, I think, try to be every voice or of try course. to you know, do yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. But things like that that maybe started clicking for you in the voiceover world that have helped your career grow. Um, I think that as you get older, you're more comfortable in your skin and you're not thinking as much like, is this what they want? And when I think back to the earlier years, you're always like, I think they're going to want this, so I'm going to do it this way. And so now you're like, I know what I'm doing, and this is what I'm going to give them. And if they like it, great. If not, it's the next job. Mm-hmm. So that kind of calm confidence is, I, you know, I think it's just time. And being in this business for a really long time, because you you can't really have that in the beginning, because like, you know, a lot of the time you don't really know what you're doing, mm-hmm. which there's something really beautiful about that too. Yeah, I think about the jobs I booked in the beginning. I was like, I didn't know what the hell I was <laughs> yeah. doing, but there. So there's a beauty to that too. And you know, sometimes I think about, wow, I can't believe I booked that job, or especially on camera stuff. Like, I can't believe I, I booked that job because I didn't know any better. You know, like, you don't know about the pressures. You're like, oh, I'm just going fearless. around. You're fearless, yep. you know? And then there's a part in the middle of the career where you're like, oh, no, I need this. And then you're like, that's not going to work. <laughs> so then you, And then you fall into like, okay, I know what I'm doing. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And you relax into it. I think with the voiceover as well, I mean, if you if you feel this, like sometimes too, since we're so isolated, maybe you're in a room where you're not actually in the room with the clients. You're just on the phone. And when you're getting... Note after note after note after note after note, or oh, yeah. reading reading over and over and over. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. sometimes that judgment creeps in, and you're in your brain like, "Gosh, they're now not liking what I'm doing, or they're not." You know. Oh and, yeah. And sometimes so many factors have nothing to do with anything that you're doing or saying or reading. It's, it's oh, just the yeah. client or different clients. Especially when you're sitting behind the glass and you don't hear them, and they're t- and in between takes, they're just like talking or like move <laughs> movements, and you're like, "Oh, they hate it. They hate it." They fired me. That's it. <laughs> I but I don't have that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. But I had, you know, of course, I I had that a lot more. But now I'm like, I know, you know, you just know what you're doing, and that's mm-hmm. it. But yes, it is very isolating. Just be in that room, especially when sessions from home too. And you're mm-hmm. like, I just did a session on Monday for four hours from home, and you're like, don't see them. So you're just like, sitting there, like it's quiet, and you're like, huh. I don't know what they think at all. <laughs> so you're like, well, I'm still on the line, so I'm doing something right. You know, <laughs> they call back. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're I good. still have the job. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Um, you also do, aside from animation, you're also the voice of Disney Junior. Yeah. So doing promos. So let's talk about that world totally a little bit differently. different than world. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that job, I've had that job now for like nine years. And I was in New York. Um, doing voiceover and I auditioned for a vo- it was a voice match and 
actually, the person I was voice matching, I sound nothing like. And I auditioned for it not knowing that it was like, not really knowing what it was. And I went on vacation and my agent called me and he was like, they they want you, they want to call back for you for this Disney job. And I was like, okay, well, I'm in Mexico, so I don't, there's no studios here. I don't know what you're going to do. He's like, uh, I want you to fly to L.A. for the callback. And I was like, what? That seems crazy. Like, but okay. <laughs> so, because that's pretty unheard of to to be asked to fly on your own dime for a callback. Yeah. But I was in Mexico, so it was like kind of close. I was like, okay. So I left the trip early, and I came here for the callback. And I did it, and I really didn't couldn't tell if they liked me or not. And then I went back to New York, and the deal was, if you get the job, you have to move to L.A., which is also pretty unheard of, too, for yeah. the voiceover. Like, you can work anywhere from voiceover, but right. they really wanted the the voice to be in L.A. So it had been like a week, and I was like, you know what? I don't even want the job. I want to stay. I was a New- I'm a New York girl, you know? Mm. I was like, I want to stay here. I don't want to move. Like, I'm good. And of course, right when you like make that kind of decision, you get the call. Yep, universe has a different plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're like, they're like, we got the job. You have to move in two weeks. And I was like, what? Uh, can I call you back? Two weeks is not two very weeks. long either. Yeah, two weeks. to move to across country. Yeah, your whole yeah. Life. Yeah, you know, and I didn't really know anyone out here, and I was like, you know, had my whole life, and so. I did some crying, and then I was like, okay, well, I have to go. And I was like, you know what? They'll probably fire me in six months because that's how these jobs work, and I'll be back in New York, whatever. It'll be a fun a fun experiment. <laughs> and then I got here, and I was like, oh, I kind of like it here. You know, because I had this mentality that, like, you know, L.A. is whatever. It's not like New York, you know. Well, most New Yorkers think that. Mm-hmm. And then I got here, and I really liked it. And here nine years later, I'm still I'm still doing it. But it's such a different world from animation and commercial and everything. It's just it's just like once you get the the formula, you know, the brand, then you're just you can do it in your sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you do mm-hmm. promos. Yeah, it's definitely a rhythm and a structure to all of them. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to get. read mm-hmm. to, to picture and you have to really have your timing and the tone and you don't have you know, a lot of time. You're not sitting there working on it. You know, you're booked for like a 15-minute session. You're doing like, you know, five spots. You're like, you got to be on it. And so, obviously, now I can do that stuff like the back of my hand. Yeah, yeah, in my sleep. I think that's what I love about it, too, is, is I mean, they're, they're, every form is different and fun. But I do like that about promo, that you're not in a four-hour long session, like going yeah. over these, these three lines. I mean, you're in and out, like you said, yeah. 15 minutes, knocking six scripts out, you know, and on with your day. Yeah, because sometimes even in commercial uh, bookings, you're yeah. like, they're like, they're going to have you for four hours mm-hmm. and you're going to do one spot. And you're like, what? Why? Yeah. And then you're in the commercial and then they're like, can you just hit the the T a little bit harder on the the, and then I want you to hit the E. Uh, you're like, what? Yeah. It's like crazy, you know. And then they have to go back to the client and then come back, and then you're like sitting there. So I'm like, oh, promo is like the best. Yeah, and the client wait those commercials. What when I first was starting got in my head too because I was like, oh my gosh, they hate me. Like I I just yeah. read that one like line sixty times. You yeah. know, I'm like, I must have sucked. Like what did he know? No, it's a lot of the time because they don't know what yeah. they want. Or or what happens? I find is you kind of nail it the first time or second time, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we yep. got to work. And so we got to make pretend that we're working 
So uh, let's have her read it for five hours. <laughs> yeah. Let's get every possible. Yeah. You know, the, they might change their mind and want to go a different direction. So then yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, you, yeah. I've had a, where you read like every extreme emotion, you know, from oh yeah sad to super, super excited, yeah. you know. It's just and then they end everything. up using the second one. Always. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. they end up using the second take. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I do love that about promo. It's just like, yeah. You're in, you're out, you know what you're doing. This is the brand. And so I'm like, I'm just, I'm very grateful for the job. You know, Mm -hmm, it's just like, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the bread and butter for now. Of course, it'll change, you know. Hopefully not. Maybe they'll just have me be the voice for like 50 years. That'd be fantastic, (laughs) right? That's the gig you want. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, what else do you just love about voiceover? Well, coming from an acting background, I love that there's no like it's not about your physicality because you could just walk into a session it doesn't matter what you look like you know you can even wear your pajamas and like to me that takes so much of the pressure off where in acting you know that's mostly really what it's about and I mean I do a lot of on-camera commercial work and so you know you walk in and they like you know they they look you up and down and just like pull you apart and then they're like okay and now can you read and you're like oh well you just pulled me up and down, and I and I, now I'm. But now I'm like, you know, now I don't care. But so I love that that ease about voiceover, mm-hmm. and I also find that I don't know if you find this too. The voiceover community is just like there. There's no not as much ego. Yeah. I mean, there's ego in in this business, but not as much. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's I feel, and maybe I'm just maybe I'm just dumb, but I don't feel it's as competitive. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think I've loved the community, and I also feel like woman to woman, everybody's really very supportive yes, too. Like absolutely. I'm happy. Like when I see you got something, or I see you know when I see my friends get thing, I just feel like we're a great, just good people yeah. and a good, really supportive community. When people ask me, um, like w- women are like, "Can you refer me to your agent, or can you help me out and and you know and voiceover and point me in the right direction?" I've had a lot of people ask me that. I'm like, yeah. Like, of course, you know, because your job, my job isn't your job. Your job isn't mine. Like, I'm going to book my job mm-hmm. and you're not my competition. And I want like everyone to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I like the community. I mean, it's a weird community, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're strange. Yeah. We're kind of <laughs> weird because we're alone in our booths mm-hmm. like a really long part of the day. But but it's all weird. The whole entertainment business is weird. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all a bunch of weirdos. But I'd be happy doing voiceover for the rest of my life. And, like, when on-camera stuff comes along that I want to do, great. But for me, it's, like, it's voiceover. And it's funny because I didn't even really, like, pursue it. It mm-hmm. wasn't, like, a thing that I want to do voiceover. It just really it fell in my lap. How did it fall into your lap? So I was doing um, an on-camera. I was doing a hosting gig for the Speed Channel. Do you know mm-hmm. what Speed Channel is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a racing channel. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's got a big following, apparently. I wanted to know about this hosting. I hit this down, too. Oh, <laughs> I want to yeah. hear more about it, but go ahead. I, yeah. and so it was another one of those jobs where I'm like, oh, really? You guys want me? Okay. And so I was like the face of the channel. I would like intro shows and stuff like that. And so um, in doing that, I did the voiceover. And I had never done voiceover. And they put me in the booth, and I'm reading, you know, the promo, really, for for this channel. And the producer... I'll never forget his name because he basically changed my life. His name was Glenn Kessner. And he was like, hey, you're, you're pretty good at this. Uh, you should call my friend. Um, and his friend was an agent. 
And I was like, okay. Like, this is when, mm. when you're naive and young, you're like, it works for you? Because I was like, sure. Yeah. I literally, <laughs> I picked up the phone. I was like, hey, uh, Glenn said I should call. Uh, that I should try voiceover. And they're like, uh, okay. Uh, well, why don't you come in? So I went in and I just was like, basically, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. But, but he said I'm pretty good at this. And they had me read a bunch of copy. And then... They called me like a week later and they were like, yeah, we'll sign you. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I didn't think it was a big deal. I, I remember I called my mom. I was like, yeah, so I'm going to sign and start doing voiceover, I guess. Like, who knows? Maybe it'll be like my main thing. And then it <laughs> happened. It was. And it was so weird because I wasn't like pushing so hard. Yeah. and But I was like saying yes to the things that were, you know, given to mm-hmm. me. And if you say yes, I find that it's just like doors open for you. Mm-hmm. And it really changed my life. It ch- I mean, look at me. I'm here in L.A. and like I wouldn't have yeah. been here if it wasn't for that. Yeah. Being open to it. I love that you say that, the saying yes to things. Because it is sometimes when you, whatever career it is, whether it's wanting to be an on-camera actor or whoever else has other things, but when you get so focused on just yeah. that one ultimate end or, or goal and you don't, you know, stay open to You have blinders things, on. Yeah, you have blinders on. You might miss out on a whole other wonderful career yeah. or opportunities. Like, yeah, like I mean, did. it truly it changed. I was really open to it. And, like, I don't know if now I would maybe it would have been too to close minded to, to to call or you know you know back you know and also i find that it was a time where voiceover was not as much of a thing like not as many people yeah. were trying to get into voiceover because i don't think now if i just called an agency up and said hey uh so and so told me to call uh can i come in <laughs> like in that voice too like a man like yeah 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 <laughs> but they they would probably be like uh okay you're not you know like you're good. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I think that it was a different time, too. Because I mean, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. everyone's trying to get into voiceover. I know. They really are now. Everybody. And I get calls all the time, emails. Hey, how can I, you know? And I'm like, well, I always say, like, are you ready for two, to not work for two years and just, like, focus on this? And then usually I get the, like, yeah, it's maybe it's not right for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm not to be it. committed. Yeah, and I think with technology, too, that it's opened it up before you kind of had to be in L.A., New York, Chicago, some of those cities. But now yeah. with anybody having home studios wherever and being able to anywhere. voice one, two, three or do different sure. things, they can get but in But not so it. much with animation, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you got to be here for that. Because mm-hmm. I've thought about, like, well, if I went back to New York, like, I just, you have to be here for that, for the auditions, for the sessions, like, you just... Yeah, I, I I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been in animation if I was still in New York, and it's the most fun. It's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you were also let's let's talk about the on camera a little bit. Okay. Uh, so you were on Sopranos, Lipstick Jungle, oh. Law and Order. You've had let's talk about your on camera career. Gosh, so Sopran. So I was in the um the very last casting they ever had for that show, mm-hmm. and. I was a huge fan of that show. I mean, like, the, I actually watched it, you know? Like, who didn't watch The Sopranos? Like, I'm Italian from New York. It was, like, my dream. <laughs> I was on the last casting, and it was to play Bobby Bach. Did you watch the show? No. Oh, I know. Damn, I'm so bad. Girl. I have, like, three different shows that I really have to girl, binge watch. watch right now. I did watch was... your scene on it, but I, I Oh, I mean, I, the, my scene is, like, who cares about my scene? It's, like, an epic show. Um, anyway, so, so yeah, so then I played um, Bobby Bacala's niece, but... I was like, you know, I had auditioned for the show many times. And then I was like, this is the last casting. I was like, 
it was so high pressure. Mm. There was like 30 people in the room, I remember, because like it was a big deal. It was the last episode. And they had like shot different endings and you didn't know what was going to be in it. And I was like, God, I hope I'm going to be in it. And it was really cool. I mean, that was like, and I was so young, though, when that when that happened. I was like, oh, man, it's going to be easy like this. I'm just going to be booking <laughs> left and right. Um, but I got to meet, you know, James Gandolfini and Edie Falco and all of them. And that mm. was that was pretty awesome for me. Because yeah. it was, you know, I, I watched that show. It was on for, what, 10, 10 seasons, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and then different things here and there. I mean, like I said, like, it changed, you know. I thought I wanted something, and then it changed for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also developed your own web series where you right. portrayed a character that was you were emulating your dad. Yes. So I, my manager was like, "You gotta start." This is when everyone was doing YouTube shows, and he was like, "You gotta, you gotta start doing like a YouTube show or something." And you're like, "Ah, oh, I don't want it. It's so much work, and it is a lot it of is, work. Yeah. You know, it's like because you gotta put out material every week, and like it has to be your life." And so I don't even really remember how how it came up but I so my father is Italian and he's a character and I uh, I basically dressed up like my dad um, and my dad looked like Phil Collins so I kind of looked like Phil (laughs) Collins I put on a mustache I put on the accent and I um, just started shooting just taking like stuff that happened to me in my life or stories about my dad and like kind of changing it a little bit but I would do it in public so it would be a lot of hidden camera stuff. Mm-hmm. So people would be, like, really confused because if you, you watch some of the episodes, people are like, is this a little boy behind mm-hmm. that mustache or is this a girl? Like, it was an odd experience for people. And then so we would shoot an episode in public and then edit it together. But it was, like, so freeing for me to be <laughs> in costume because um, you can do anything. Like, you're invisible. You can say anything and do anything. Have you ever been in costume like that in public? Not in public, huh? uh Yeah, you gotta just put in on a mustache. You got to put on a mustache and a wig and go out and just talk shit. I would love to do that in L.A. any day or just in traffic. It would be fantastic. It is so much fun because you can do anything, yeah. especially when you're not threatening. Mm-hmm. Like, people weren't threatened by, like, this little, like, creature or whatever mm-hmm. the hell I was. And so we got, like, some really good stuff. And we crashed a a premiere once of uh, Paranormal Activity. Like, I just, like, showed up to the premiere and, like, as him and, like, caused, like, a ruckus. They kicked me out. Like, it was a big... <laughs> but it was so much fun. Like, you know, because you're fearless. Yeah. And so going back to, like, creating characters, like, I got that character down. And I can, like, I can bring Maurizio anywhere. I want to hear a little Maurizio right now. Oh, you can. Because I love Maurizio? him. Yeah. Okay, okay. Maurizio <laughs> is here. What is, this is new? This is like a podcast? What mm-hmm. do you... I'm a podcast here. So people yeah. cannot see me? They can't see you, but they can but hear they you. But they can hear me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a shame they can't see me because uh, I'm a very handsome man, you know? You very are very yeah, handsome. Yeah, I have That's... a very nice, uh, you know, down lows. It's even better if you want to see. Uh, <laughs> okay? Well, you said no camera. <laughs> How about the mixer? David, you want to see? Close your eyes. <laughs> he perked up. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. just a little. Yeah. 
A little. Yeah, I didn't know this about you. So when you sent yeah, me that YouTube, don't. yeah, it was I was dying laughing. And it's funny that you'd say I wanted to ask you if you did just um, shoot those with because I thought the reactions of people like the one yeah, when, you're, when you're outside the ninety nine cent store, you know? And I'm oh, like, dude, like she's he, just looking. I'm he's like screaming. Like yeah. on the top of his lungs. <laughs> yeah, so we would shoot. We would be like basically the camera would be like really far back. And and I would we would just do it like we'd just go for it. Like we didn't really have a plan. I'd be like, oh, shoot this, shoot this. And like he would hear me because I was mic'd and he would shoot it. And I mean, we didn't get anyone to sign waivers or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. so but, you know, we just kind of went for it. But then it got a real following. And then I think we shot like, I don't know, 20 episodes or something like that. And then it won awards and stuff. And then we showed up to the award show um, as Maurizio. And they asked me to do a panel for f- women in, in in web series. And I showed up as a man, <laughs> like sitting there and like being really um, – like I was being like they would ask me stuff and I was like being rude to people like they were like is this a man or a woman like people were getting pissed off and I was going around like slapping Maurizio stickers on people's backs and like it was it it was really crazy and then he won and he like I say like and then we won like best webs or whatever and he went up there and accepted the award and like me pretend he's gonna like take his clothes off, and they're like, no, 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 like, cause he's, you know, and I was like, yeah. oh, I'm not gonna take my clothes off, you guys. Like, <laughs> just take it easy, okay? But it was a really fun, fun time. Will you ever bring him back? You know, we're actually writing a script. Well, we have a script. Um, it's it's a Maurizio script, but it's dark. It's, um, it's funny, but it's dark. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna go into it now because you yeah. have to really know the character to understand. Because he's such an odd character. I mean, and you wouldn't really expect me to be Maurizio. A lot of people are like, what? No, I wouldn't expect it at all. But I yeah. loved it. Like like you said, the mustache and the curly, little short curly wig. and like, Yeah. Was- <laughs> he, I was actually on a soccer team at the time, a co-ed, a co-ed like, soccer league. It's just so weird that I did that. Like Now I'm like, how did I have time to do that? <laughs> um, but I just showed up to the game. It was like a real game as, as Maurizio. And, like, my team was like, oh, you should have told us. And I was just, like, played the whole game, just, like, <laughs> talking shit to everyone. I can say it. You, you can. I, you yeah. said I can yeah. curse, You can right? cuss. Yeah, as much as you I want. Did a, I did a radio, a, like, a radio show. And, like, right when I got on the radio, I was like, oh, man, something, something, fucking this, this, this. And they're like, no, 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 you can't curse. And I was like, literally the first thing that I said. <laughs> so I was like, I got to be really conscious when I come on here. That I nah. Told you I'm a big fan of the F word, okay, so you okay, can say okay. as much as you want. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Maurizio was a fun time. Mm-hmm. It was odd. Yeah. What would you say to people who, um, you know, want to kind of break into Hollywood and either, I know we kind of talked about a voiceover or whatever, but um, tips of, like, either pursuing your own work or, like, things that you've learned along the way for trying to sustain a career in entertainment? Man, that's a hard question because everyone's paths are so different. Like, there's that's the thing. It's like, it's so specific to to what unfolds for you, but I think being open to like, like I said before, saying yes to things, and find what what's the, what's opening for you and go for that, and not knock on doors that aren't opening for you. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people are like stuck, and it's because you know maybe you need to be changing your your vision, working hard, like hard work, and like always trying to get better because otherwise you stay stale and there's always ways to get better you know there's like I was just thinking about how can I get better there's certain accents that I don't 
I can't do, but I'm sure I can do them if I work on them. Mm -hmm. So it's been something I've been thinking about lately. About go yeah, go no go ahead. How, and I was just going to ask how you would go about learning the new accents. You know, I think it. I'd have to get a coach, like for me to like really get the accents because I I've got some down like I know like really well, but some stuff I'm just don't connect with, like I, Irish and Scottish and that I'm not. And you, I can do a caricature of them, right? Mm -hmm. But like to really. You know, diversify mm -hmm. the, your what you're able to to give to people. And what was the question again? Uh, <laughs> other advice of how to sustain kind oh, of a sustain. career and entertain it. Uh, I think it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's really hard <laughs> just to uh, just to keep going and to know when to not go anymore. Really, I mean, and mm -hmm. to create your own stuff like what you're doing. You know, because when you start. Like, even when I did the Maurizio show, I started working, you know, out of nowhere, I would get, like, offers for things. And I'm like, oh, this is because your energy is, you're putting it out there. This is what I, I want to mm -hmm. do. And I have a lot to offer and creating your own stuff. And I know that sometimes that sounds really daunting to, like, you know, some people are like, I'm not a writer, though. You know, how am I going to sit and write? I'm like, well, I'm not a writer either. So when we did the Maurizio show, I'm like, well, I'll write an idea. And then we'll improvise it. And it works like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. Or you or you can hire someone to write your stuff or, you know, do a podcast or whatever. Do you feel like That's... this has opened up other channels for you? I do. And I feel like it's also I've always been kind of a perfectionist. And what I've liked about this is sometimes I'm not allowed to be that perfectionist. You know, yeah. so it's like I always like I wanted things to be at a certain level, be a certain better. And my big lesson is this some, is that sometimes it's just great to just get something started and just That's get it, it just, just do get it, it going. Yeah. You, know, you know, Nike learn. said that Nike said it. Yeah. You know, yeah. they had something there. <laughs> they, they were onto something. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. The fear. Like I always say, just following that fear, because that's the only thing that's going to stop you. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have little fears all day, right? And you just have to keep get through them. Yeah, and it is getting through the fears that then you just start to feel so much better because that's how the breakthroughs happen. You know, if you keep letting the those fears just like keep you down and keep you at a certain level, then I just feel like you do just stay always at wherever you're at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you are capable to to do other things, you know, mm -hmm. it's funny. My my husband and I we put each other on tape a lot, and sometimes we're way better with other people. Because when we're, we know, like, I'm scared to, I'm almost more scared to, like, mess up in front of him because he knows if I'm lying and I'm, like, I'm, like, stuck in this thing. And I'll do it a million times and it's always the same thing. And I'm, like, oh, because I'm, like, you know, I'm scared that he's going to judge me. Meanwhile, he's, like, you know, it's not going to, mm -hmm. I mean, he's probably judging me because I judge him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but following the fear, that's a good mm -hmm. one. I mean, so when you, like, when you listen to your auditions, are you a perfectionist in your auditions too? You know, not so much anymore. Yeah, you like, just... Yeah, now I used to be, though. When Me I first too. started in voiceover, terrible. Oh I gosh. would spend hours. Me, too. It was bad. I would sit for hours yep. on, on, like, two auditions. Me, too. Yeah. So it's... crazy. I'm like, how did I have that time to do that? I know. It's Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would completely do that. I'd completely beat myself up over it, you know, and I'd be... And then still never really feel good, like, when it sent yeah, it off. Yeah, yeah. You're, like, ripping your hair out. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, and you're never going to book it when you're like that. Right, like you're, right. you're going to book the ones that you're like, okay, yeah, that was pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Keep it moving. Mm -hmm. But the ones that you're like laboring over, it's like even for anything, mm -hmm. any any part of the arts, I feel like when you're like laboring over it, so it's not coming naturally. It's like. Yeah. You just got to go with your instincts you and go. You just got to go with your instincts. There. And mm -hmm. that's a lot of it too, your instincts. I find like with comedy and 
it's like your instincts are what's going to make people laugh, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like without thinking, just like saying it. How do you feel about collaborations and have you had mentors in your life? You know, people have asked me that about mentors and I never really had that like older person besides like my, my parents, you know, my parents are artists too. So I saw them, you know, just going for it. But as far as like a, an actor or a voice artist, I never really had that. I mean, I had great agents, you know, I've been with the same agency for like, I don't know, 15, mm -hmm. maybe 15, 16 years. And they were always encouraging and there. But besides that, I don't know. I mean, do you? Um, I think I back when I was in Nebraska, there was, I think, probably my first um, my first boss, Jeff Schmall, who I worked for sports broadcasting. Oh, in. Yeah. He was a mentor to me because that was kind of a new realm for me at the time. And I was kind of, kind of combining my sports world and entertainment world. But but no, like since out here, like I haven't. But the more, you know, I talk with people and read books and things, a lot of people say how important it is to yeah. build some mentors or build like a yeah. group around you. So it's something I'm interested in pursuing this, I've this had, year. I've had like... Really good uh, directors out here who have taught me a lot. Like, I learned a lot on, on some of the, these shows that have been on for, like, a long time. And you learn a lot from people around you. But a lot of some really good directors and some really good teachers. Um, but, like, you know, I always imagine, like, the mentor being, like, that person you, like, talk to every day or every yeah. other other day. And you, like, check in with them. And they're, like, how you doing? And they're, they're pushing you forward. Uh -huh. Like... I don't have that. <laughs> I like, I, I want that. Me too. <laughs> we'll work on that yeah, this year. <laughs> I feel like I've been that for people, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I want that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe we could be each other's mm -hmm. mentors. I'm in. Yeah. I'm like, Come on. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. Just keep going forward. Yeah. And that's all I'll it's, say. Because <laughs> I don't have, like, the wisdom. So. I was going to say, mean that. I don't know what I can tell I was you. Like, you got it, girl. You, but... I'll just give you a thumbs up text, and you're like, that's my mentor. I'm, I'm in your corner, because I think you're fantastic. <laughs> like, you're awesome. Oh, no, I really mean it. I could talk to you all day, and we're probably just about out of time here but I just I think you're so talented oh, and just so That's very kind of you yeah I I just... the same same of you <laughs> I think your this job I was saying to you before of it, what you're doing is a really hard job just like keeping it going and what if you get a dud <laughs> what do you do when you get a dud it is hard like I was telling you I've only had kind of one like that when it was earlier on and I was go shocked. ahead you can say their name <laughs> go ahead we're not waiting. gonna do it <laughs> just kidding Mauricio. <laughs> no, it can't what? be him. He said he was going to show you his, you know That's what? True. Show He's me so mom. exciting. <laughs> I have a feeling I wouldn't have to come up with any questions for him. No, he, he would take just over. Talk. Yeah, he I'd would take it. over. He'd be the That's best it. interview ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you'd just be gone. It'd just be him. Just be the Mauricio. That's what it's called, the Mauricio show. It's Maybe just... he should start his own podcast, too. Oh, my gosh. He, if, whatever he did. It would be like just fantastic. You could put him in any situation. Yeah. That was like the beauty of him. <laughs> well, not to keep going back to Maurizio because I know it's not about Maurizio, <laughs> but it is about my dad. And so my dad thought when I was writing these episodes that he was famous. You know, we'd get like, you know, some substantial hits. And he thought that, you know, so I was asking him like I was doing a bio or something. It was a fake bio. It's not real, you know. And my dad's like, well... <sighs> I don't want to tell them where I live because I don't want them showing up here. I'm like, no one's coming to your house. No one cares. Like, at all. Did he watch them? Of course. And then, he watched did, them and he loved them because they were about him. He would, like, show his friends and be like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, well, it's not really you. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, that's me. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, Take it easy. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I guess it was. All right. Well, tell everybody where, like, any upcoming things you have, where they can see your shows, and where they can follow you on social media. Well, uh, yeah. My God, I'm so bad at social media. It's um, Mel Minikino is my Twitter, and I think it's Mel Minikino on uh, Instagram. I wish I was better at that. I wish mm-hmm. I could have a mentor for social media. Oh, I'd take that, just, too. Just, like, just do it for me. It's such a pain in the ass sometimes, too, isn't I'm it? I'm so bad at <laughs> it. too. Because I'm embarrassed about everything. I'm like, I can't put a selfie. Because that's so embarrassing. Because I'm embarrassed when I see selfies. Yeah. And I'm like, what? You know, you put with your work and you're like, feel so like stupid being like, hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing. But like, you have to do it, right? I know. I completely agree with you. It's a part of the the job that I completely hate. Because for all the same reasons, I don't like taking selfies of myself. I don't like promoting my career. Like, watch this or what. It just feels so all. If I have to put hashtag booth life, I'll kill myself. (laughs) I will kill myself. If you see me do that, you know that I'll things call are you not. Up. I'm calling you're you. My, up. You're gonna be like, you gotta dial it back because you just put hashtag yeah. booth like hashtag. Or this is my favorite. Uh, I did a thing, uh, and then it's like a major thing that you yeah. did. I'm like, come on. Uh, anyway, so whatever. Living my best life is a little one for Living me. Living my best life, my view, or or uh, um, what is it? What they say? Uh, uh, my office today. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on. <laughs> They're like in Malibu yeah. on a boat. Yeah, yeah. Break with like I don't know Brad Pitt. Um, so <laughs> those are pretty my... freaking great office for the yeah. Lake. I mean, I'll take yeah, I'll take it. I mean, I'll take it. I'll be there. I'm there. I'm not gonna spend my time. Se- no, I'm gonna say texting. If I said sexting, that's a whole other different. You're sexting thing. Brad Pitt. See where my brain went with Brad Pitt on oh, a yacht. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Did you just see that whatever that movie uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I sure did. Did you see him on that roof? Yes. I mean, sure even did. my husband was like. Damn, Brad Pitt. He still got it, man. (laughs) That guy's looking good. Anyway. Yes. Uh, Sorry. So you got it. Uh, Okay. So everybody knows where to follow you. All right. Well, this was fantastic. This was awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming in, taking the time. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening again. We'll see you here again next week. You can follow the show on Instagram at tomgirl.tv. And we'll see you next week. Bye.